Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 yes it is and as we head into hour two as we do every wednesday it is our honor and our privilege to welcome david schweikert representing arizona's sixth congressional district in the u.s house of representatives happy wednesday david how are you sir you know, it's a bit chaotic. So. Yeah, yeah I, well, that's why but we have you around to straighten us out. It's actually something sort of joyous. Um, the Democrats figured out that, they, cause they, as you know, they did some polling. And if they did the polling, they figured out that masks were no longer popular, so they got rid of the mask mandate for Capitol Hill. Well, with that, we're now allowing to have visitors. So this last week was the first time in two years We've had tour groups. We've had people visiting the office. And it's just sort of joyful seeing real people again. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it, man. But I'll tell still, you. But you walk up and down the hallways, and you can tell if someone is a young staffer for a Democrat office because they're wearing a mask. <laughs> if they're not wearing a mask, you know they're a young staffer for a Republican office. <laughs> oh, it, it's just like theater around. I Oh, my gosh. What we have done to ourselves, David. I mean, you know, we have made this society so much more divided than we had to. And, you know, we look back, and, I mean, all the science is pretty much in that the the mask thing it turned out to be fairly superfluous and what they're yeah. doing in New York City with the 2 to 5 year olds makes absolute zero sense to me I, it's it's as if the democrats talk about how divided we are but they're the ones creating all the division it just seems oh, it, that, you go ahead i have a theory one of the reasons um, members of congress have been in each other's throats is we've gone 2 years and not even spoken with each yeah time. yeah i mean today was like the second or third time the ways and means committee has actually had a hearing um, in the big hearing room, you know, the 100-year-old hearing room, um, still a third of the Democrats, half the Democrats, did it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And guess what? And the hearing ended up being about racism. Ah, okay. So so you can just sort of tell they, they don't want to give up their sort of dystopian view of the world. Yeah, I guess that's right. Everything is always as, as bad as it possibly can be. We're always on the eve of destruction. America was never that great. All of that is in, in the background of all this from the left, I think. Um, I, I think. And, and I got to tell you, Dave, I mean, we, David, we don't have the social science in yet. I hope people are brave enough to study it. But, you know, we're watching all these upticks of violence around the country. I, I, I am as certain as I can be if the social science is honest about researching it. Some of this will be attributed to the unnatural condition we put people in for two years. I, I, um, I'm convinced of it. Look, I have a personal theory, and I've actually tried to do a number of presentations on this. Think of the last – the Democrats have been absolute control of Washington for 14 months now. Okay. In that time, give me something good that the Democrats did. Um, and my argument is for, like, you know, for our Phoenix community, what they've done on the border has now taken drug prices. Fentanyl prices, apparently a year or so ago, used to be for you to get high for a day was $100-some dollars or close to it. Today it might be $12. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of homelessness. Think of some of the neighborhoods right around where the studio is. You're seeing homelessness like you've never seen before. The crime numbers 
the violent crime numbers, the property crime numbers, um, I believe those are all directly related to their border policy. And now you see inflation where the working poor, the middle mm-hmm. class, are poor every single day. Mm-hmm. And then there's the long-term aspects of, you know, if, if you're part of the working poor where you sell your labor, you get to spend the next decade competing with millions of people yep. that the Democrats flooded into the country with similar skill sets. And now we're looking at economic data that we're going to be in recession by the end of this year. Um, that this month and next month may be the peaking of inflation. That at this moment, we may be at eight points nationally. Do you know um, our neighborhood, um, Phoenix Scottsdale area, was at 10.9% year over year um, inflation. We had the highest in the country. There's a reason people are feeling miserable. And that is Democrat policies are kicking them in the head. David, when you talk about us heading towards possible recession by the end of the year, that means the unemployment numbers, which look good on paper, disappear probably, right? This is going to be a weird um, recession, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a weird one, right? You should see an uptick in unemployment. Um, but part of the math on this one and um, is if, if your purchasing power now for people in the Phoenix area is almost 3% less than it was last year, and inflation continues to go that way, so your wage increases aren't nearly keeping up with the price increases, your purchasing power is shrinking. So you're going to see consumption suddenly begin to fall. And we saw that last week in the data. So now you have the purchasing power. At the other side of the table, you also have the rise of interest rates. Um, So capital expenditures and those things because interest rates. Um, But our math basically says the recession will be driven by uh, purchasing power. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope, you know, uh, the economists and myself were wrong. And there's a chance we are. There's still a mathematical chance we could do a soft landing. But now you're seeing um, economic group after economic group saying, yeah, the odds two weeks, three weeks ago were like 9%. Now it's a 30%. Now it's a 50%. Some are you know, even beyond that saying end of the year, first quarter next year, I'm a little earlier than that. And it's, it's, it's driven by inflation. If you can't – if your wages don't keep up with inflation, you're poorer every day. You can't consume as much. If you can't consume as much – you know, you drive um, the economy into a slowdown. And this is why, by the way, the jobs report from Friday, which on again, on paper, looked somewhat impressive, needs some pretty heavy asterisks around it, right? The the jobs report made me happy. Yeah. The most important thing I saw in the jobs report is something I fixated in, and it was the, it's still too early, but there was a little, little sprinkling that some of the people who are taking early retirement might be dipping their toe back into coming back into the economy. That's uh-huh. a good thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. But, I agree. But, but once again, it's not the participation in the economy, which we need for productivity. It's the purchasing power right. of workers. Right. If, if, if even if you got a you know couple percent raise, but inflation right now at this moment is probably at 8%. Yeah, let's say you're here, you get a 2% raise in a city with yeah. a 10% you, inflation you just, problem. Yeah. So you just fell 6% behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that gap is what um, 
is the fragility. That's what worries us. And um, there are solutions, but not one of them the Democrats will adopt because it's sort of heresy to their religion. Um, you know, they believe in sort of this Keynesian stimulus model. And as a conservative, we're sort of supply side. We believe in let's make more stuff. Mm-hmm. David, one of the solutions that's getting a lot of traction, and of course it's enticing to anyone maybe under, probably under 50, 55 maybe, is that the president extended the moratorium on, on repaying student debt, but, but, the, but the rest of the flank of the Democratic Party seems to be wanting to push him to cancel student debt. Would you say a couple words on either or both of those things? Yeah, um, you're sort of just pushing off the distortion. Yeah. Um, it's really bad economics, and remember, you know, huge portions of the student debts are either owed, you know, are, are owed to um, people who hold that debt. It's it's the classic Democrat solution of um, uh, like like with health care or so many other things. Let's subsidize it instead of come up with ways to make it more affordable. Right. Right. Um, so let's use taxpayer money, um, and they've done this this last year with everything from insulin where they just took $20 billion and they're going to subsidize the price of insulin instead of the um, coalition, the co-op that's that's being built right now that will be producing insulin in a year, helping them get that factory up and running sooner, as that would be a true disruption of the price of insulin because they're going to sell it for cheaper than the subsidized price. But by doing $20 billion of subsidy to the very companies that they complain that are gouging. Yeah. Remember, the very pharmaceutical companies they say are robbing people, they just handed $20 billion to. Right. You so distort the market that now we're trying to make sure that that co-op is able to open up. Because now all of a sudden their price efficiency that made the volumes they want to produce makes them less competitive. So they distorted the market once again. And their distortion ends up screwing up the solutions. David, I got to take a quick break. Do you have time to stay one more segment? I'd love to Absolutely. get your take on the, the the issue with the Pause Act, Title Forty Two, and that sort of thing as well. Can we do that on the other side Absolutely. of this break? Absolutely, wonderful. David Schweikert is our guest, representing Arizona's sixth congressional district, proudly as we are proud to have him. And we will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. David Schweikert is our guest representing Arizona's 6th Congressional District. You can follow him on Twitter at Rep David. At Rep David. Pretty, pretty good Twitter handle you got there. Yeah, it's a good Twitter handle. Yeah. I, still, I still despise Twitter, though. But that's uh, I understand. Discussion. I understand. It's going to be fascinating with Musk um, having a board seat now. Yeah. Well, um, I was talking about this with uh, some folks yesterday. And, you know, on the one hand, great. On the other Really, has the world come to that where we need to import billionaires from other countries to save our First Amendment? I mean, is that really what we're what we have uh, to hang uh, our hat on? I guess maybe. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. Um, look, if the public had any understanding how the control freaks in Washington, the things you think you know, the the way that the the left beats the crap out of conservatives, the way they chase us around, um, we were just talking about. Um, even the Capitol Police here, it, it used to be at night. I don't sleep well. I drink too much coffee. I walk around the building. And if it were a couple of years ago, they were all watching Sports Center or Fox or every television in this place. And there's hundreds of them. They're all on CNN or MSNBC. And it's like they've been ordered that they're only allowed to watch liberal networks 
and these are, you know, uh, police officers right. who are often at doors that, you know, uh, are restricted at night, but they're, you know, they're cap- guarding the Capitol, yep. and they're being forced to watch <laughs> CNN or MSNBC. Unbelievable. But but it's sort of the thought control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you get crosswise. They make it very clear that they're going to attack you, investigate you, or sanction you. It's just welcome to Washington, D.C. It's, you've got to be brutally tough-minded to survive the left's control of this place. I agree. Uh, the old novelist uh, Flannery O'Connor says you have to be prepared to push as hard against the age as pushes against you. I say that to conservatives all the time. I think we're a better movement now because we've learned that or we're learning it. Uh, whether, I, I, right? I still worry a lot of our folks— um, aren't tough enough. They don't. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. I'm going to say this. They don't don't know how to take a punch. Okay. Um, I forgive you. I agree with that. The other side punches hard. Yep. And you got to punch back. Yeah. And we shouldn't be afraid to go where they go either. I mean, that's part and parcel of it. You know, um, Ron DeSantis is kind of proving that as long as you know what you're talking about and you have right on your side, they they really aren't going to get too many scores on you. They're really oh, not. Yeah. Look, you're one like the. The few people that actually watch my floor speeches. Yeah, I am. And, <laughs> you and, have more than and, a few. You have more than a yeah. few. Yeah, well, and look, I, I've been lucky. I think we've had, you know, three, four million viewers of, yeah, uh, yeah. of, our, of our speeches, so yeah. I tease about it. Um, you just said I'm not that hit, unique. Okay. We hit we'll the Democrats pretty hard in those. Yep. And the last couple of weeks, you know, I keep getting into the notes that they're going to take down my words or they think, you know, I'm being inappropriate. But that's almost the only way you know that you're 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 getting through. Yep. It's when they start paying attention that you're having an effect. You bet. Um, I know the Democrats have been upset that we're getting so many views. You know, Forbes has been taking my floor speeches and promoting them. Good. And that's one of the reasons it's getting such circulation. And it's been pointed out by a couple um, Democrat members that they've talked about this, that they're not happy that we're pointing out that Democrat policy is what set off this inflation. You've got to understand, a March one year ago, they passed another multi-trillion dollar spending bill. And it was at that moment, the expectation of that in that moment, that set off the fire on the kindling. Mm-hmm. The Federal Reserve had basically created a pile of firewood. Democrats took a kerosene-laden log, lit it on fire, and threw it on the kindling. And now we may have higher inflation for a decade. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So you're going to ask about Title 40. Yeah, you, yeah, on the pause acts, because uh, if you don't mind, could you give us an overview of your, 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 your thoughts okay. on this and what's so, going on? Um, Title 42 is it's more than COVID. It basically was one of the few levers we had that was out there in statute that the courts have upheld to basically try to control some of the out-of-control um, crossing of the border. And the Biden administration has declared, hey, they're going to cancel this. So we're already hearing stories of whole new, and they're not caravans. The world is absolutely perverse. They're massive international cartels, illegal criminal organizations. That some, we're getting reports they may be making a billion dollars a month. Mm. Um, you know, basically human smuggling. If you want to know how they're financing, now having their own fentanyl lab, mm-hmm. you know their their own um, dr- drug, you know um, manufacturing and these things, it's substantially the Biden open border policy that has 
helping finance these criminal cartels. And now the Biden administration said, hey, we're going to get rid of this Title 42 thing that was, you know, to keep infectious diseases coming across the border. We're just going to, you know, get rid of that. And we're going to make the drug cartels dramatically even more cash. Mm -hmm. It's perverse. David, uh, what what can be done about it from the federal level? Should we be fortunate enough, God please, to take back the House and Senate in November? This is back to being tough again. Um, We take back the House of Representatives. If we're blessed, we take the Senate. But let's say we only take the House. The Founding Fathers gave us the power of the purse. Are you willing to use the appropriation mechanisms to say, President Biden, you don't get money for this, you don't get money for that, unless these policies are taken care of? And when we did that with Obama, we actually had to go into a number of government shutdowns. Mm -hmm. And it means there's going to be lots of screaming and yelling and wailing and mashing of teeth and people calling saying, I'm a Republican, but you got to give in. I might not get my check. And that earlier comment of, as conservatives, we need to toughen up because that's that's our future. If we want to fix this sort of dystopian view of the world that the Nancy Pelosi's and the Bidens have given us, um, it's going to come through the appropriations process when we control the House. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. David, thank you very much. Your updates for us weekly are just so valuable, as is your friendship. Thank you, sir. I Thank you for having me. You betcha. All right. I am Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We will be right back. As I go to break, let me put in a word for our friends at Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. I take them every single day. Have been for three years. They've been keeping me well for three years. All natural, not 99 and 44 one-hundredths percent like Ivory Soap or the or the song. 100% natural, whole food nutrition made from fresh whole produce using their advanced cold vacuum process the vitamins minerals and phytonutrients of their fresh fruits and vegetables are preserved so you get that nutrition in each capsule just take it once a day and you get a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables i can't say enough about it people who take it because they've heard this ad or have talked to me about it they love it as well check them out at balanceofnature.com that's balanceofnature.com and make sure to use discount code balance I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. A couple things I want to do with you, 602-508-0960, if you want to uh, weigh in on uh, anything or introduce uh, a topic here as well. I was at, there aren't a lot of, you know this probably, right? There aren't a lot of bookstores in uh, Phoenix anymore, or really throughout the country. A few here and there. Phoenix lost most of them. Uh, I think you have to go to uh, Scottsdale at this point to get to a big bookstore. And um, yet there are there there is a bookstore in central Phoenix. Uh, it's located near some private high schools. It's located near two major public high schools. Uh, it's in the hub of central Phoenix. It's it's fairly well known. I hadn't been into it in there in a while. I went there this uh, this morning to get a gift for a friend, and I was simply blown away. The first book you see that greets you is uh, Pete Buttigieg's book. Uh, my point here, there was not a single 
well, I can't say that for certain because there are a lot of books there, but I could not find in any of the sections from nonfiction to fiction, from children to adult reading, from history and biography to autobiography uh, to social studies, social sciences, uh, current events, I could not find a single book, a single book that would um, sing or be appealable to this audience. Not a one. The thing that struck me the most, we've talked here a bit about the kinds of children's books that a lot of parents, a lot of adults, just aren't aware exist having to do with the racialization and the sexualization of our children. Young children. Young. Not just kindergarten. Younger than kindergarten. I've read some of the stuff on air. We've had to use the bleep button occasionally when I do it. Well, I was in this bookstore... The toddler section, toddlers. So we're talking children uh, under the age of five, toddlers. I picked up a book called A is for Activist. and seen it before. In all the stuff I'd been looking at, this one for some reason eluded me, maybe because we'd been looking at the sexualization issue more than we had the race issue. But leave it to the Marxists to blend the two, of course, of course, Neo-Marxism does use race the way classical Marxism used class and gender. Uh, So I picked up this book for toddlers. A is for activists. I didn't buy it, but I took some pictures of it. A is for activists. And you you get the LGBTQ page. You know, every letter is a page. So for L, they give you LGBTQ, toddlers. Love who you choose because love is true. Liberate your notions of limited emotions. Celebrate with pride our links of devotion. Do you think toddlers even understand what they're reading here? Do you think they're understanding what is being read to them? All of this offensive enough, but just so you know how they are priming, if I can use the word grooming politics here in our youth, probably the one that stood out the most to me was the letter D. So obviously, early on, D. And it has a picture of a blue donkey butting heads with a red elephant. Now, the red elephant has a tusk, looks angry, and has a military hat on. Okay? The Republican, the elephant, has a military hat on. The donkey doesn't. Let me read it for you. Little D democracy. More than voting, you'll agree. Dictators detest it. Donkeys don't get it. But you and me, we demand equality. Do you understand what's being done there? The donkey is called a donkey and is known as the sign of Democrats' large D. The elephant, red, is a dictator in the book. Dictators detest it. Donkeys don't get it. Donkeys don't get democracy. Dictators detest it. Again, The Republican red elephant with a military hat on called a dictator. Book for toddlers. I looked up the author. He heads a very proudly self-proclaimed Marxist organization. Of course, the irony being, as detailed in my monologue and monologues past, if the Marxists had their way, if they had their way, there would be bookstores galore that were just like this and only just like this. Only. 
just freedom of speech and press and publication for the capital P party, while anything on our side would be considered against the party, against the regime, and dictatorship. Big bookstore. Be careful, folks. Be careful what you're buying for your kids. And maybe maybe we start our own bookstore. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature, the good people at Balance of Nature. They are good people. They support this show. They support our right to communicate. They're also doing an interesting project on teaching American history we'll tell you about later. But anyway, Balance of Nature, if you are looking for some whole food nutrition, it is pure, potent plant power. The only whole food supplement with no additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar. The only thing in them is pure fruits and vegetables, vegetarian capsules as well that you swallow just once a day, just once a day. And if you don't like swallowing capsules, you can easily, they're designed to be easily opened up and sprinkled into food or drink. I've been taking it for three years. It's kept me well, strong, maintaining my health, boosting my immunity for three years. I think it helps with my running, no question about it. Certainly the recuperation and the recovery. Balanceofnature.com, the power of their fruits and veggies. If you go there, if you do order them, make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Discount code BALANCE. Also want to tell you about it. Well, I'll tell you about it in the next segment. Chris, remind me to talk about uh, our neat event with Larry Elder, which I will do um, shortly. First, let's go to Mike in Maricopa. Hello, Mike. Yes, good afternoon, Seth. How's things on that side? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself, sir? Excellent, excellent. The uh, Yesterday, I'd like to add just a tad bit. You were talking about spying on families and turning people in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, there was the, uh, in the East German Stasi, uh, I think they were about 50% of the people were spying on the other half of the people. And then after the fall of the Berlin Wall, I think the president, Andrea Merkel, she became president of Germany. So that might tell you a little bit. Another thing is, is I checked yesterday in Antifa, dot com still goes to whitehouse.gov uh-huh. so that, that might be you you were talking about black lives matter and the money that yeah. they collect yeah. in the homes and everything yeah. well there's another deal now what what i kind of wanted to talk i need a little bit of help running something to ground yesterday i was coming out of casa grand for those people not familiar uh, casa grand's about halfway between phoenix and tucson and there's a highway, Arizona State Route 84, that runs about three miles north of Interstate 8. And we got out to a place about Montgomery Road. And on the shoulder of the road, there must have been five or six sheriff's deputy vehicles all parked, unmarked and unmarked vehicles. And then there's some fallow farmland down there and there must have been at least another 10 or 15 vehicles so we're talking about a total of at least 15 if not 20 sheriff and dps vehicles now there was no border patrol no ambulance no tow trucks it was about a 
quarter till two yesterday, and uh, usually there's not that heavy of a police presence. And uh, maybe with your poll, maybe you could check with Sheriff Lamb and find out. I live down in this area. Yeah, let me do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me do that. Let me see if I can get uh, from uh, Sheriff Lamb or his PIO. PIO? Is that what they call him? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let me see if I can get that. Yeah, PAO. Let me see if I can do that, Mike. I'm happy to try. Yeah, happy. I have a pretty good relationship with them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you don't you you don't get twenty police vehicles because somebody was uh, um, littering. No, no, no. This is a big part of the force. You don't get you don't get five usually. You don't get four. No. Yeah. No. Even if they're chasing some, because you see Montgomery Road, it runs north and south up out of the Indian Reservation, and it's a back road, and that's one of the ways that the uh, smugglers try to evade. I'll I'll check uh, it out. You raise another interesting thing, too, Mike. Uh, How many times, this happens a lot lately to me, Uh, I don't know if it happens to others, driving, you know, errands to, from dinner, whatever. Uh, and you see um, you see a big scene of cops. You see a big scene of law enforcement. You, yeah, we're talking – I consider big anything more than three, three vehicles. We're now talking cases where I've seen five and six. Uh, I don't know if I've ever gotten to as many as you were describing, Mike, but I've seen, you know, large, large, uh, large collections of these things. Um, over the last – I've noticed like mm, year, year and a half, which kind of – would sync with the rise in violent crime that we're seeing. And you don't hear anything about it in the news. You don't get you, you go to the Arizona uh, Central, you go to, you know, some of the local uh, TV stations. You just don't get it. You don't know what it is. And uh, I, I I I would like to know, you know, I'm going to you know what I should do. I'm going to call our buddy Sam Stone. He's running for city council. He works at the city council's office now. He has a show here. I'm going to talk to him about what we could do. Can the city of Phoenix make that uh, a more public thing? I think we, we, we have the right and deserve to know about this stuff. Guy, I uh, I know uh, casually, um, I, I, I see him for uh, a retail business he has. He's, he's a small business owner. He owns a small business here nearby. And I go in, I don't know, once a month, see him. Uh, he just told me about something in Scottsdale I had no clue about, never read about. You'd think it would be a big deal, but it was his cousin who got murdered in a hotel in Scottsdale. We should know about these things. We should know about these things. Is there an investment in keeping it quiet? Is there? You bet. You bet there is. But we should know about these things as much as we should know about what's being taught in our schools, if not more so. If not more so, because the safety of all of us really is the first job, obviously, of government. And the first thing that we expect from our government is to keep us safe. If we don't know what's going on, how is that how how is that in any well way leading us to comporting our behavior to stay safe and keep safe and where we should advise and obviously plan uh, events with our children, right? I'm going to talk to Sam Stone about this. I'll give him a call as well. So, yeah, Mike, uh, thanks for the recommendation. Uh, I'll check in with Lamb's office, and I'll call our buddy Sam uh, <clears throat> as well. Rob, uh, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm fine, sir. How are you? Fine. What's up? I uh, Well, there's several things. First of all, uh, Mike mentioned uh, Angela Merkel. I believe that the last and longest leader of East Germany was Eric Honecker. Probably. That's um, the name that stands out in my mind, yeah. Yeah, he, he uh, and I was, I was while he was talking, I was doing a little research, and, the, uh, you know, he had been uh, the uh, first secretary of East Germany's Socialist Unity Party of Germany, 
uh, and that's who's in charge, control. by the way. Whoever's the chairman of the of the party is who's in charge. Remember yeah, when Reagan did tear down the swallow, General Secretary Gorbachev, right? General Secretary yeah. of the Communist yeah. Party, right? Yeah, and that, that's kind of a minor issue. Oh, not a minor issue. It's real history. It's the truth. Um, I have I have some good news for you, though. Um, and by the way, it's Kenosha, not Waukesha. <laughs> what did I say? County. Huh? Uh, this was back, I think, in monologue time. But um, what did I do about Waukesha? Waukesha? Wait, what was that? You you had mentioned Waukesha. Something in Waukesha was. Oh no, Waukesha was. I think I'm right, Rob. I think I'm right. Ran over. Yeah. A bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, my my mind was thinking differently. Anyway, Kenosha County has just elected its first Republican uh, county executive. I saw that. In like 25 years, yes, sir. And in addition to that. There was uh, one or two judges, and I don't I don't remember the level state level judges. I think who were also voted in as Republicans, defeating Democrat judges. So again, you know, we talk about the red tide, and, and uh, I, I hope it flows. I mean, I hope it continues. There's a few things that could derail it, a few things that could derail us. Uh, I've talked about some of them. Um, it'll be interesting to see if 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 the Supreme Court. You know, uh, overturns Roe. That's going to be a big one. I hope the Republicans are ready for that. I'm happy, as I said, to talk to any candidate running for office on our team who wants my advice on how to handle that. I'm happy to do it and give it to them. I've been working on that a little bit with some folks. But uh, that's the one I think we need to be most prepared for. We'll be right back. Yeah, welcome back. I, yeah, I was talking to Chris. We are bringing Larry Elder to town. We're doing a really neat event. We're calling it an intimate event. It's Tuesday, May 3rd, if you're free. We are uh, keeping the event small. It's going to be at a beautiful home in um, right here in uh, in, uh, in Paradise Valley, and uh, it, we're keeping the audience to seventy five people to maximize interaction with Larry and talking uh, with Larry Elder. And then we're doing after that an even smaller, much, 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 much smaller, even much more intimate dinner with Larry Elder, with a uh, award winning chef. Um, it's going to be a great evening. It's Tuesday, May third, an intimate evening with Larry Elder. As you can imagine, capping the size of the main event and capping it even further with the dinner, the tickets are flying. So um, 960thepatriot.com if you want in. 960thepatriot.com sooner rather than later because there's not going to be much of a later. Um, I'll be there. Look forward to uh, hopefully as many of you who are interested and can get in will be there as well. There was a... um, poll we talked about, I'm going to return to it maybe in the next hour. There was a poll that came out from Quinnipiac University uh, last month that showed, uh, that revealed uh, in asking Republicans, independents and Democrats that if uh, we were invaded, if this country were invaded, would you fight for this country? And the majority of Democrats said no. The majority of Democrats said they would flee. I think it is probably the most uh, telling and important and instructive piece of political science we have learned perhaps all year, maybe longer than that. And it, interestingly, isn't it interesting how little attention that poll got? Boy, I'll tell you, if it went the other way, if it went the other way, uh, where Republicans uh, were showing disloyalty to this country or lack of patriotism or the willingness to flee rather than stay and fight for this country, be a big deal. What's more poignant about that poll is the Democrats are saying this under a Democratic president, under their own party's leadership, which is doubly interesting. But the Wall Street Journal 
once a week surveys uh, a, a handful of college students from around the country, and they asked uh, they asked the students uh, this week, "Would young people fight for America?" I have to tell you, um, good for the young people on this one. I think if I read it right, every single one but one, so all but one of the students said yes. They would if called upon. Some of them questioned how good they'd be at it or if they might be able to do other things because they're not, you know, necessarily. The one that didn't, you know, it's not that he didn't believe in this country in that sense. It's not that he supported our enemies. Just happened to be a pacifist, which is always an attractive to college, which is always an attraction to college students, too. So we'll uh, we'll get that student on our side. Uh, we'll work on him. But uh Young people, I, I am encouraged by them. For all the criticism I have by, on millennials, on some of these important things, you look at this, their view of theirs on this, you look at the view of theirs on issues having to do with life, and there might be some encouraging signs. We'll study a bit, a bit, a bit about, we'll study a bit on that in a little bit. I'm Seth Leibson. Don't go away. We will be right back.